वेलकम टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री पॉडकास्ट दिस इज एन एल हफ्ता हेलो वेलकम टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री हफ्ता हेयर वी आर अगेन द यूजुअल सस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ न्यूज लॉन्ड्री टॉकिंग अबाउट व्हाट वाज फैंटास्टिक और वाज क्रैपी इन लास्ट वीक्स न्यूज़ वी हैव अरुणा हाय आनंद हेलो रंजन रंजन एंड मनीषा हेलो सो हु वांट्स टू स्टार्ट ऑफ बिकॉज़ अरुणा एंड मनीषा हार्डली स्पोक द लास्ट टाइम व्हाट आर यू स्टार्ट मनीषा I read nothing of great consequence the whole week. <laughs> the only the thing I really liked was Vivek's piece on our website, and it sparked off some interesting debates. Um, Vivek's profile on Shantanu Saikya, and uh, it sparked off some interesting debate on Twitter today when I tweeted it out saying, "Tr Vivek uh, profiles an ex-journalist." So a lot of the journalists thought that what Saikya was doing was indeed journalism, even though he was selling it to few private entities. So I was wondering whether what he did was really journalism because what is public interest and what is uh, what is your set audience? All he did was he took out information that catered to particular people and those people paid for it. That's very interesting, so, isn't it's, it? It's, yeah, it's always so, nice when someone starts off by reaching something on news laundry. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Ranjan? What India Indian Petro did? Do you think that was journalism? I I don't think so. I mean, while yes, of course, you do journalism, like also in the hopes of earning some money. I think that this crossed any bounds of ethicality. Uh, the fact that he was buying these documents, the fact that he was buying these documents rather than you know obtaining them through a source. The he wasn't he buying them the, really. He was obtaining them and then selling them, spinning it around, and then selling it to a select. a uh, target audience that wanted that information when you get something in book money it's pretty much buying yeah. but then aren't all newspapers doing things in your money also bigger right that's not the point what 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 I mean, but i think her point is that that's journalism so is this i think that's her limited point i mean if we call someone rest of the times of india as a journalist then that's what it yeah that's what i'm i'm but i mean how did how is his journalism which caters to few people and that charges a premium less I mean, how is that not journalism? But journalism times of India. So as I see it, uh, so no, I mean, what I would like to say is, if for example, Times of India was a hmm. closed kind of golf club, hmm. uh, you know, where Times of India is read by a hundred people, hmm. Hmm. and all their research and all their journalism and procurement of documents hmm. or something hmm. was meant to just write articles that would be read by only hundred people. True. That would then equate with. What yeah, I think preparing mm-hmm. a report like an Ernst mm-hmm. Young does, but that House Cooper's that preparing reports so, is not the same thing as just you prepare a report for a you know a feasibility study. Or except that in this case, he wasn't just preparing reports like KPMG or something. He was buying, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, information that you know came under stringent government official secrecy act as well, mm-hmm. and that is the reason why he is in trouble. You know, so um, uh, I mean, if it was. Uh, I I know it's it's a very But then what about uh, agencies like Reuters that charge a premium for a certain kind of news that is targeted you know, towards Reuters do that that that's yeah. a really monetizing content basically so, uh, and nobody really has uh, nobody really seems to understand how to make money off the web so Reuters and economists have you know have this uh, have this uh, you know uh, structures where you know uh, subscribers can pay uh, pay and you know get specialized content that not that's not open to rest of interesting the so it's basically a new it's kicked up over. i mean i don't have a position on it one way or the other i, I don't know enough about the case but um, yeah i think it's an interesting debate we should uh, maybe do a more in depth story on this about what is journalism yeah, what is not because the lines are getting blurred nice yes. mm-hmm. ranjan i think for me what 
stood out in the news uh, this time was the land acquisition protests. Not Mother Teresa, you being Christian and all that. <laughs> <laughs> See, minority oppression is rampant in news laundry. <laughs> what? You haven't been baptized yet? Gender <laughs> too. Religion has never really been a big part of my life, so it didn't really affect me. Also, I believe that Mohan Bhagwat should be free to say what he said. Mm. And uh, more than that, I mean, there I is... he's free. No one is saying he shouldn't. I mean, people are coming out saying, oh, he shouldn't have said that, he shouldn't question her. I mean, no one should be above question, firstly. And there is plenty of evidence that, yes, of course, conversions are a part of missionary work. Mm. Um, to deny that is daft, in my opinion. I think that the fact that we're taking such a black and white stance on it that doesn't appeal to me at all. Mm. Sorry, you were saying the story that you did for land acquisition, sorry. The, the land acquisition protest. I mean, the movement from initially it just being Anna and him saying this is not going to be a political movement mm. to eventually what happened yesterday where he was sharing the stage. I mean, he abandoned the stage that was set up for him um, to share the stage with people like Vaiko, Atul Kumar Anjan, um, Kavita Krishnan. I mean, basically a huge, I mean it was a very political rally, there were people shouting slogans against Modi, I mean Kejriwal came out and bashed Modi, I mean it was so utterly political, I mean that that shift to me just makes it seem like Anna has lost the plot mm. entirely. Do you thought, think anyone covered that aspect other than news laundry? <laughs> we're, uh, we're talking about who covered what how, not what's good or where. I, I, I'm not sure, there were journalists there who seemed to, I mean who ref, who referred to it. And say, you know, like, this is clearly a shift away from the things that he spoke about, you know, prior to the rally. Uh, but on the news, more or less, no, it was just land, uh, the opposition. There was, yeah, no thought into the companies. Yeah. And there's another thing that I found uh, interesting in this, um, in this whole thing was that uh, very late in the day, I mean, almost when the whole protest had you know reached a level where uh, it was uh, you know it's either government has to backtrack or do whatever they started uh, promoting uh, using these promoting tweets mm -hmm. bjp mm -hmm. so they're using our money to say uh, you know to list out the points of the land acquisition act mm -hmm. uh, rather than you know uh, i i think it's a bit uh, it's, it's almost like you know reading an ad in the government uh, in, the, in the newspaper where uh, you know the public pays for is through uh, uh, you know the government thing and secondly i think they have not been very clear even in those seven uh, images jpeg images that they tweeted you know of the uh, the truth versus fiction mm -hmm. so uh, there are three things they are not very clear about one is that you know there is no social impact assessment so what we're doing is uh, you know you can actually have thousands of acres of hectares of land on the whim of the government that it's going to be used for a you know five or six huge uh, you know focuses for example defense or defense still one can say government has a priority but uh, you know educational housing, housing uh, what is affordable housing you know i mean this is these these are all areas where for 50 years people have been looting and cheating you know all the people who think it is indeed affordable housing and we all know that you know what appears to us as affordable housing is actually uh, not affordable at all and you know vice versa so there is going to be no social impact assessment and secondly they've so in one of the tweets they say that uh, this 70 to 80 percent clause has been removed because in parliament uh, you know if 51 percent people say yes then their vote is carried I mean that's nonsense uh, because they've actually removed the 70 to 80 percent clause they're not saying we've reduced it from 70 to 80 percent to 51 percent uh, and you know to remove it 
okay fine and the th- the third thing which actually people are not focusing on and you know as you know news laundry wrote a piece on this was that before 2013 so you know for 65 70 years after independence we were following a 120 year old land act mm. which was actually much worse than what the nda amendments are i'm not saying nda amendments some of them are you know some of them are really crazy like the sia zero sia 70% but you know people so, and they were uh, well we've always had apart from you know one or two uh, instances always socialist governments and they have done absolutely nothing to remove this 1894 land act so does that mean that anna who's 80 he was happy for you know 60 years of his life with 1894 act i mean i just don't get it mm-hmm. you know you can't just uh, choose the yeah. yeah you know anything so, else that you thought was covered well or not covered well by mainstream media uh i i think a few instances of uh, i mean coming back to what uh, you know ranjan said I mean, about the just talk about one thing that was covered which was you thought hasn't given enough play in the media about sexual harassment one paper named the college uh, yes so just this morning i mean i read uh, some assistant professor in jnu mm-hmm. has made allegations against uh, a student of uh, you know of rape mm-hmm. and times of india uh, listed out the university as jnu and hindustan times said a certain university in delhi I don't so. get this. A lot of people, you know, <laughs> like they name some people Dhanale se. Yes. And in some other cases, they are very coy. A certain person with yes. a beard, wearing, you know, <laughs> X, and you know, like. No, I mean that makes it very clear. A person with a beard in news laundry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, honestly, but everyone has a beard, by the way. Oh yeah. Do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anand? Anand is Manisha. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that hasn't been covered. Uh, I mean, and shocking, like, this is like that. Yeah, I mean, this is this is certainly very unusual. I mean, it struck me. It's it's almost like a case of, uh, uh, you know, I mean, man I, bites dog. I, I wonder why, because because it's not, um, you know, like some child uh, got slapped and attempted suicide. It's yes. like breaking news, and everyone carries it. Yes. Some, you know, one is uh, child is. This is quite big, actually. But has but has a formal it, complaint been launched? Has there been rape? No one's covering it. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, is um, there an right FIR? Depends right on now, the FIR, actually. If it's uh, just right now, it's on the website. There are articles on Times of India, Z News, and Nagpur today. Okay. Uh, is it no? Is it on their homepage when you go on to? No. No, it's not. On their no, homepage. I've I've searched for this. Alleged so. rape by student. Yeah. So yeah. it's not a major news, and. Um, I mean, same. Of course, this happens in the same week as uh, Pachauri, uh, Doctor Pachauri's news, where he's kind of. Uh, he's uh, now unwell, huh? After. Yeah, Pachauri's taken yeah, the standard. He's in the hospital. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Great career in politics awaits him. Yeah. <laughs> Soon after. So yeah, but he stepped down now from. Okay. From Terry. Terry and from uh, uh, the uh, climate change panel also, I think. It wasn't reported as such. Uh, so basically, uh, uh, Pachauri's uh, lawyers, uh, uh, Pachauri's lawyer, uh, named three uh, named three people in the case. Not three people. Uh, there were three defendants in the case. So one was obviously Ben Coleman. Uh, four defendants, in fact. Uh, ben Coleman, Economic Times. A gag order against uh, these three people. Uh, three people: the uh, Ben Coleman, Economic Times, and the reporter, mm-hmm. and something called John Doe, which is basically 
pretty much everyone. So I don't. It's it's a gag so order against an unknown entity which covers the rest of the media. So yeah, so that was like I, 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 what I was told was that's not even constitutional. You cannot have a gag order that no one can talk about this. Sir, if an FIR has been launched. And I say this FIR has been lodged. Yes. But no, I, 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 I think the court can prevent me, or even a complaint. The court can prevent me from uh, covering what is happening in the court. I don't I, think that applies for complaint because that's not a public. Well, I think it FIR had not been lodged when he when so he got the injunction. So then no one can stop you. No one can stop you from reporting on an FIR. But a complaint is still a private. It's not in the public yes. domain yet. Okay. It had a precedent. But the strange uh, thing uh, was how this document, the injunction order, they hid it like their PR team and the lawyers. They were just not willing to share the order because they didn't want it to be clear whether the media can or cannot report. So in that case, so the moment so they don't want to see it, yeah. that means you yes. can. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. if it was that clear, they would show it to you. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. I, true, true. Yeah. But I, I think the point that Arunav is raising is, uh, uh, you know, on a on a larger uh, issue, which is that how uh, you know while you have three crore pending cases, mm. and then and just so midnight in, order in many, yeah, you in, you know, in a matter of hours. You know, you can ask the court to, uh, you know, adjudicate on a matter. And the same thing happened with Tista Setalwad as well. Mm. You know, you got the anticipatory bail within a matter of six hours. Um, so, but I, I mean, I don't know enough about the job. Maybe there are different uh, facets to it that, you know, uh, different portions of the court. That's a bigger story too. You know, yes. Yeah. We should do a story on that. Let's do a story on um, when can you obtain these overnight orders and when is it that you are languishing for years before anyone even producing you, right. you know. I think but, that's. Hmm, I, I, I think, think that Ryan, the yeah. choice of the panelists has a lot to do with. Uh, you know, I, I agree with you that you know many of the panelists who appear to take the right wing stance, uh, uh, you know, are uh, a bit wonky. Yeah. <laughs> so even if someone was a neutral person and saw television, yeah, it's a you know through the right wing is again So I but I think it's to do with you know I mean uh, the choice the of uh, yeah you yeah. select yeah. Okay, so, is it just me or is Arnab uh, changed his style of anchoring? Um, he's he doesn't yell that much anymore. Or am I imagining it? That you you are certainly it. imagining it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Okay. No, because there there was just the NGO debate about foreign funding for NGOs, uh, and I mean, I remember him repeating himself about fifteen times, um, just one after the other, consistently louder. I mean, so he's definitely not mellowing down. Really? Okay. I thought he was mellowing down. One more thing on the Mother Teresa bit though was um, they were randomly running bites of people in England 
saying that they condemn Mohan Bhagwat's statement as if that's supposed to mean anything. Mm. I mean, what? Is, oh, okay. Now people in England have said so. I mean, so therefore Mohan Bhagwat is clearly wrong. I mean, what difference does that opinion make? But I think two two debate? things came out very clearly from you know the way it was. Uh, one is that I, I agree with Abhinandan that you know, uh, you know, so there is no problem in such issues being debated. But uh, you know, the second thing was, I mean, I have no no issue at all with uh, you know anyone. Uh, let me get this right. Proselytizing. <laughs> it's one of those awful tongue twisters. Like mother, it is a constitutional right, mm. but what nobody was uh, uh, focusing on was the fact that 29,000 people were, uh, you know, just died in Nirmal Hriday, and you know, Mother Teresa almost uh, was—I wouldn't say boasted about it, but you know, she said 29,000 people have died in Nirmal Hriday since 1952, since we started it. Mm -hmm. So, and this is what Christopher Hitchens was doing—that you know, you you pick someone up. And then you almost deny him, uh, you know, a treatment because you need their salvation. It is so were that they beyond that struck treatment, me. These people that she actually, did she like I get saw that I've actually seen a bit of her work in Kolkata, yeah. and uh, my mother is a Sai Baba devotee, so she goes okay. every year and does the yes. Sai Baba in the hospital. So they have state of the art. Yes, I saw those tweets. You mm. know, I disagree mm -hmm. because they are doing very different things. Mothers, uh, India Today had a fantastic profile of Mother Teresa a while ago. Um, and I, I just like to put that I think when you are when you convert someone on the deathbed, mm -hmm. it's a really low down thing to do. Now I don't know whether the mother did it or not, uh, because I'm not going to go by what X Y Z says on the scene, and I'm never going to go by what the RSS says whether mm -hmm. to me or not, because I also know enough about the RSS to know what mm -hmm. they what their agenda is. But if she did that, I think it's pathetic. But yes, I do think. Picking someone up, saying we'll give you food, but become a Christian is like the lowest of low. But she didn't do that. It's, yeah, so in her defense, she didn't. She did not coerce yeah. the. Uh, uh, so but, you know, that's why I mean. What she did at that program, she, she allowed people to die. Like the thing is, the resources that Sai Baba has at Puttaporthi. I mean, you have to see those hospitals, all right? It's like it's fucking amazing. I mean, you go no, now, and he set out to set up hospitals, education. I think her entire funda was. I will. Now I don't know whether she denied them anything, but she gave dignity to those who had none. So you know, a, le a person who has leprosy on the street. I think it, it's like it's like saying that okay, Sai Baba educated people, big deal. You know, Tata gives them jobs. So there's always someone doing no, a but job. No, but I mean, let me be honest here. I mean, for example, you pick a leper from the street, mm -hmm. you bring him, you get, you know, you you put a roof under uh, over him. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. You can say that's providing dignity. Mm. Uh, what Hitchens and others have said is that, you know, there are anti-leprosy drugs available. Mm. And, you know, there are anti-pain drugs and, uh, you know, the so, I mean, it has been proven so beyond she doubt. give them any medical help? Yes. She, the least the medical med help available, which was, you know, sometimes was, even was aspirin because, wasn't was there. Was it because the patients were beyond medical help? Or, no, or there is no, I mean, to be honest, there is no one who is beyond I medical help. No, I mean, is, there is even a cancer patient who is about to die in, you know, let's mm. say 10 hours. But I don't think that is an agenda. That's what I'm saying. I think to say that every, anybody who's treating people off the street should ramp up their operation to a hospital is missing the point. I think if that is your agenda, that's fine, but that may not be your agenda. I think it's still noble. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so it's she never set out to set up a hospital and that's fine as well. So what I meant was when she started in 1952, mm -hmm. let us say that, you know, she and she heard the voice of God. I mean, you know, th there is a there is a lot of religion that is mixed into it. Let's not deny that. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of what she did was, you know, because of this. I'm not denying she did good work. But the point is when millions and perhaps millions of dollars started pouring in when she got international recognition okay when she became 
uh, you know, an icon, uh, there was, uh, you know, this is what, uh, you know, what uh, I'm not saying I would have done, but, you know, normal people would do is you set up huge hospitals so that, you know, you, you give a dying person or a choice. Set up, you know, or was, you get resources to give medicine. Get, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why the, you wouldn't give people medicine. Yes, yeah, so like this, this, this is if what... If you I, have the resources, so why not? everybody should have the same end. And I think that's but then what's the end? Is where if I can die? Near God? Yeah, some, someone's end is just, I will give people dignity and there is no harm in that being your agenda. What I think in a lot of uh, debates... On but that is an agenda, Miku. What I'm saying is when health and medicine is concerned, hmm. you should not have an agenda. You know, you see a dying man, you cannot say that my agenda is... You know. I know, I disagree. You, yeah. Who's, I mean, no disrespect, but who's yeah. Anand and say you should or should not have an agenda? I, I think anyone can or cannot. But there is no such thing you should or should not have an agenda. But I think we have an agenda, everyone has an agenda, but you call it an agenda when it's a different but matter. But I think to assume that the starting point of everyone is the same and the ending point of everyone is the same, to me, is a flawed argument and most arguments start from that. This is finally what one's... If I, let's say, let's say news laundry. Yeah. News laundry always wants to be a small outfit. We may not make a difference, we may not topple governments like Times of India can. But maybe that's not our agenda. You know, to assume that the, the final frontier is everyone's agenda. Has Times of India toppled a government ever? Times of India might have. <laughs> no, but I, I have, I have two, two quick points to say to that. Two quick mm. points. One is that you know any normal person what you would do is if you see a, a person dying on the roadside and you know is met with an accident you would the normal thing to do is to take him to a hospital do you have an agenda at that point of time this is what i'm trying to ask you you know so let's say you have thousands of accidents that have taken place what do people do what do other people ask you to do what's the normal thing to do is to take that person to a hospital the second uh, okay yeah yeah it's that is, if I'm coming, my agenda is to come for news laundry mm -hmm. and manage the work for the day. If on the way I find someone, but I won't go actively looking for those people. If the aim of my life is to look for people, there will not be enough hospitals to put those people in. So there's a big difference. What you're saying is that suppose you're driving and something happens. Like Punjab, you say, it's been a long time. By the way, I'm going to hospital. But if I'm sitting in the morning, I'm going to go. No, but I think I'd, I'd agree with Anand here. She could have started off as somebody yeah. who just had love and compassion. She had for very meager resources. And you went around, like, yeah. you know, but giving you know. people love and whatever they needed in their dying time. Mm. But once you have your resources you and you, if you have Vatican, that kind of love and compassion of for America, people, you know. why would you not put it in and give them what they need? Yeah. That is medical treatment. Like, I would. And the second I, point, which is. Should. Second so point, hard. which is, you know, actually quite uh, quite a good analogy, which is actually I hope I, I love Mahatma Gandhi, I'm a bhakt of Mahatma Gandhi, mm. you know, but I actually hold him culpable of murder. Why? And the reason for that is that when Kasturba Gandhi uh, was very allow, sick yeah. and penicillin had come in and the doctor said she has pneumonia, we can cure her with penicillin, she said no. Mm. He said no, prayers bad. will do the thing. Next day, 6 o'clock, she died. And also he thought it was so, violent, no? Medically, like it was some form of violence. So, I mean, scaring. that's the thing. Is she, he did not like provide he did not provide the dying person a choice, you see, no. which is a prerogative of the dying person. Mm. It was his call. He took a call that oh. I would not take a medicine, which is fine. I rub soil on me and, you know. But he I, used to take, no, later on in his life. Which, Fair enough, though, but first of all, I'm, I'm not sure if there's any record that Bar <coughs> would go against him. I mean, what I understood and I've read enough about Gandhi, that religion was that she would not. like. But but that's, that's the point I'm making. The point yeah. I'm making is that this that you spoke about, for me, it's still a great idea. There was a very interesting um, episode of a show called Picket Fences. So from Bar to Picket Fences, 
which which used to have fantastic dharam sankar type stories you know mm. which would which would not let you take a position left or right or you know it would really make you think which mm. was about this guy who goes in for surgery mm-hmm. and uh, he's uh, he will either he's a mormon or whatever they they don't seven day adventists they can't have blood transfusion yeah jehovah's witnesses yeah. yeah they can't have and the doctor on the table he is um operating he is blood transfusion and he says that i want to donor blood transfusion but he gives it because he has to save his life yeah. when that guy comes to he sues that guy yeah. the doctor mm-hmm. and the court scene in that was so fantastic because on the one hand you're saying dude the doctor's job is to save a life and that's that it doesn't matter what you believe or because i know anand is an atheist mm-hmm. you but it doesn't matter what i think or what you think we can't set the agenda or aim <clears throat> what you have chosen are you doing that honestly i think is as far as one can judge someone but that's again you know you're going you're delving into euthanasia for example if you know kasturba gandhi herself mm-hmm. had said i don't want to take penicillin mm-hmm. which is fine so yeah, that is what euthanasia is i want to die mm-hmm. but here it's you know <clears throat> here it's a bit different You know? yeah. Now quickly, uh, favorite and least favorite columns of the week. Uh, can I start? My favorite column is Ruchi Sharma's. Ruchi Sharma, yeah, na, who drove figures, who did that. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Who found the GDP thing bunker? Yeah, yeah. Yes. He always writes great things. I think, mm-hmm. and he bunk. He really, when you read him, a lot of us. He comes from pure data, mm-hmm. which sometimes is not so great. But in the kind of thing that he sticks to, it is. Uh, so I think that was fantastic. And mm-hmm. worst was. as usual tabreen singh i mean i don't even know why she gets at real estate mm-hmm. every column is about her yes and what who she met and how she hates something and how she thinks i mean it should be a column that is by tabreen of tabreen for tabreen dude i can't believe that gets real estate man what do you think what are the columns your favorite so my my favorite obviously is i'm a big fan of akar patel mm. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite was his column on cricket Mm-hmm. where he said there's lot of banya uh, you know banya giri and brahmanism in cricket so he actually got it's probably the first indian columnist to bring in a huge way castes in cricket i thought that was really delightful yeah. yes and you- which is i mean basically his his thing was that indians are not fast bowlers because uh, of the brahmanization <laughs> of cricket <laughs> so uh, that was his uh, uh, in mint Yeah. Another horrible column on cricket was Sagar Ka Ghosh's column on how it's a patriarchal Activity, festival, yeah. oh. <laughs> perpetuating patriarchy. It was just crap. I think, I think a lot of women love cricket, and she should. I mean, a lot of women yeah. follow but, but cricket. I think Sagar Ka is very galloping down the Tablin Road. In another ten, mm. in another decade, I think her column will read like a Tablin. I think they both sort talk of talk about the writing. So you know what they're going to say. It's going to be the same thing. Of, mm. I mean, it's just yeah. like Sagarika just seems to portray herself as every Indian woman, which I think is one of the most flawed positions to begin from. Um, when I saw that column, I was a little horrified, especially considering I just gotten off the phone with my grandmother in Bangalore, who was sitting in front of the TV watching the match. And then I read it's a horrifically patriarchal like activity. I mean, but she's done this before when football World Cup was around. Mm. That what are the women going to do now that the men are going to be watching? Yeah. Oh. You know, I mean, this is. Uh, Aruna, favorite, least favorite column. Oh, my favorite column. Uh, this week wasn't news actually. It was like it was a book review of uh, Indian Express uh, editor's uh, book, Bharat Kesena, who used to be editor of DNA. Mm-hmm. It's completely, completely trashed the book. That's a great read. Uh, oh. you, uh, you should read it. And another piece. So it's appeared in which paper? Uh, Asian Age. Oh, 
Yeah. Which he's, book is this? He's crashed Raj Kamal Jhaas. Oh, Raj book. The new book, Shil Bilima City, it's called. Mm-hmm. The new uh, novel has come out. And something that I read, which is not exactly new, uh, but uh, relevant uh, in the Rand Commission uh, thing, uh, it's called Improving an Unworkable Law. It was an opinion column that appeared in the Hindu on the 7th of January. It's It says that uh, yeah, the ordinance was necessary. It's a brilliant piece. It's written by someone who's written a book uh, on the uh, on, on the whole show. It's uh, I think uh, also should read this piece. It's a brilliant piece. And he said that this was the the UP law was complete unworkable in practice, great on paper, but unworkable in practice. And we have the highest land prices in the world, and it's just unfair. So I think it's a really good piece and a really balanced piece. Okay. Anyone else has any other highlights from news? Um, week before we wind up and say thank you. There was one from the Independent, uh, Michael Church, who used to be the former um, television critic for um, the Times, wrote a piece on why is the BBC just so bad at TV news, where he criticised the BBC for refusing to, you know, evolve with the Times and being way too. So he hasn't seen format. our TV news. Uh, yeah, so, so clearly, <laughs> no, and most of the complaints he has are pretty much the things that we see as well. Um, so he starts off by contrasting it with... The, there's an English Arnab? <laughs> <laughs> For their sake, I hope not. <laughs> uh, but he starts Is off by... Arnab English? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Karan Tapar. That's Karan Tapar. <laughs> so yeah, he starts off by contrasting it with Al Jazeera's coverage of uh, these football riots that happened recently in Cairo where 40 people died. And whereas, in, and whereas Al Jazeera, you know, really went into the story, the BBC just sort of mentioned it and moved on to whatever their set programming was. So if it was the weather, that's what they went with. Um, and he had some pretty severe criticism for it. It was a very well-written piece. And uh, But there was another piece where, um, I think, was it the Telegraph uh, uh, editor who resigned and News Laundry tweeted yeah, about yeah, it as well. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's I, I think our media should have covered it much more. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't I, cover I, it at all. I think you tweeted about it. Yeah, because I think HSBC's yes, other it was about advertisers yes. as well. Correct. I think that is one thing... Um, the ad-funded model, but more and more people, I think, are mm-hmm. talking about how the ad-funded model is broken and it is doesn't have a future. Yeah. Which is great for News Laundry. So <laughs> thank you all for joining us on NL Hafta. And uh, write in or tweet to us at News Laundry, uh, comment on our Facebook page, or you can just email us at contact at newslaundry.com. Thank you for joining us. Thank you all for sharing your views. We'll see, see you again week. next week. Yeah. Thank you. Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newsdonry.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.